is when nobody knows your name filmed in front of a live audience? No. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. I'm John. And I'm James. And today we're going to be talking about episode 10 of season 2. How how do I love thee? Let me call you back. Yeah, let, let me call you back. It's a fun one. It uh, was released on the 8th of December, 1983. Yeah. Written by Earl Pomerantz, Early P. I'm oh. determined to make nicknames for all of the... And, and, and then uh, Jim, Jimmy B directing. <laughs> That's James Burroughs. But let's kick it off, you know. Cold open. Cold opening. Yeah. A little bit confused by it, but I'll say away afterwards. Yeah. So Coach and Sam want to play a prank on Harry as revenge. A, a scheming. Coach has found a fake wallet. When it opens, flames come out. Fire. You know, burn Harry's eyebrows up a little bit. I mean, I get why Norm's all for this. Norm's been tricked by Harry many times. Mm-hmm. Conned out of a lot of money, a lot of drinks. So is Cliff as well. And this is a little bit of payback. Coach found a trick wall in a novelty shop. Yeah, what you do is you, you open it up, see, honey, and boom, flames come up right up to your face. <laughs> Diane's observing as well. She's quite excited to see as well. Yeah, Diane seems to be the um, caring one. She doesn't go, she doesn't go, that's a prank wallet, though. No. She's still there watching. She just goes, hey, no, hey, no don't, oh, uh, well, I tried. And when he opens the wallet, he's, he's surprised to find, like, $50 in there. You go, oh, there's money and a picture of Sam's ex-wife. What a strange <laughs> thing to have in my own wallet. And, and runs out very quickly with the button. Yeah. And Sam's surprised and then checks his own wallet only to find he's got the dud one. I knew that was going to happen because Harry hugged Sam. And when you're a con man and you hug someone, it's so you can take their stuff. Oh, I didn't, I didn't pick that. Maybe it's We've led very different lives. <laughs> I, I just thought that, that they had messed up. He took it when he hugged him. Oh. We've we, 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 though led very different lives, so I've watched too many Darren Brown specials. This is this is partially why it was a bit weird. I thought at this point, we all liked Harry, very trusting. After pick a con any con, Harry was on their side. Nothing's happened in between for us to I, dislike Harry. Yeah, come on, John. It was just a small prank burning your face. So, so <laughs> I, I, that's why when Harry's hugging Sam, I'm like, oh, they're good friends. Why are all these people being mean to Harry? <laughs> Leave Harry alone. That was my perspective. What I did like as well, I think it was probably a production thing, which I feel like Harry Anderson played off, was um, his glasses were... Um, <laughs> lensless. Lensless, which is probably for glare and production. But when he's like saying, thanks guys, he's wiping tears through his glasses, <laughs> which I feel like he did, which no one really noticed. And I like to think that it's Harry's character has these fake glasses to try and look, look more, more intelligent more intelligent or innocent or weedy yeah. um, like you wouldn't hit someone with glasses because he was fully aware of what he was doing <laughs> it's, uh, it's not like Harry Anderson forgot that yeah so I feel like he just slipped that in I bet you I bet Harry Anderson the actor as a child he would have been a wily little creature. <laughs> you know when cats steal things from the neighbour's garden and then yeah. bring them to their own garden and then you try to go, no, no, that's the neighbour's and they are really protective of it. Well, I'm like, no, it's mine now. I imagine how he was like that. Like a stray cat. Magicians do kill a lot of birds. <laughs> that's what you took from it. We open the main episode with Diane bartering with some customers trying to buy some tickets for Sam. A big fight. Sam's over the moon. He, he goes around <laughs> showing everyone. Everyone's reaction is, holy moly. That's, that's how oh, he knows a good wow. gift. Ooh, ooh. Everyone's saying, holy moly. That's holy. The holiest of molies. Coach says it. Norm says it. Carla says it. So it's a, it's the holy moly of all the tickets. And he's got two. Diane also says she doesn't want to go. Because it's bloody in boxing. She, she, doesn't, yeah. she doesn't want to see it. She says, you, you take someone, you enjoy yourself. Sam goes into the office to get ready 
And as he does, he tells Diane... Diane, I love you. Big move from your boy Sammy M. Very casually and doesn't think anything of it. Diane thinks a lot of it. It's the power of words, John. Diane gets ready in her head about this and goes into the office to talk to Sam. And Sam kind of says it didn't mean anything. It's just something I say. I love you. I say it to the coach all the time. I say it to anybody who gets me tickets to the Hagler fight. I just uh, say it. That's all. Which makes her reevaluate their relationship and what it means to Sam. Sam comes back from the fight. He goes, I know what's wrong. You're upset because I went to the fight and didn't invite you. Here's a boxing glove. You, you think that's bad? I once heard from uh, my parents that on... It was either Valentine's Day or an anniversary of some kind. My my dad gifted my mum for one of those days a pot noodle. Oh, hey! What, what, what flavour? Chicken mushroom, maybe? That's a good shout. Yeah. Boxing glove looks good now. Uh, he did gift it to her while she was drunk. But this is drunk, Diane. She was a different kind of drunk. She was wine drunk. Wine drunk, yeah. In truth or consequences, she was everything drunk. Egg drunk. <laughs> my favourite quote from her is something along the lines of... Wow, you're stupid. (laughs) I'll be sober in the morning. She's paraphrasing Churchill. Wine Diane is still a smart Diane. (laughs) She still drops culture with Churchill references. Do you want me to tell you about the history of this Churchill reference? Yeah. It was quite sexist. Churchill once said... My dear, you are ugly, but tomorrow I shall be sober and you will still be ugly. And he said that, because it's, it's disputed who it was aimed at, but it was either Socialist MP Bessie Braddock or Lady Nancy Astor, who was the first female MP. Not, not cool, Churchill. Not cool, Churchill. Singing a little song is Diane. Yeah, she's in high spirits. Well, if you say high spirits, she was singing a Bob Dylan song. Not many happy Bob Dylan songs. There are some. Well, uh, there's quite a few Bob Dylan songs I like, but the ones I'm thinking of, they're not really uplifting songs. But the one um, Bob Dylan is singing is Just Like a Woman, which includes lyrics like, She takes just like a woman, yes she does. She makes love just like a woman, yes she does. And she aches just like a woman, but she breaks just like a little girl. If you think that's sad, wait until you hear where the title of this episode comes from. Yes, uh, and this this is a bit of a callback as well. Yeah, they um, do love that poem, don't they? Yeah, and it is Elizabeth Barrett Browning, and this obviously draws back to Let Me Count the Ways, where we see Diane mourning the loss of her cat. Yeah. So it draws back to Diane's sort of period of time where she's very reflective and very neat, and the lyrics that you just read highlight that even more. Yeah, and when Sam goes to her apartment and she's drinking, they agree... Over what is it? A week. Mm, a week to reevaluate their relationship apart, come up with a statement of what they mean to each other, what their relationship means, and then they'll reconvene a week later and tell each other. Diane spends this week going away somewhere nice. Mm. What is it? Cape Cod. Like a writer's retreat. And Sam. Oh, Sam. He spends that week with the, the boys. The boys and Carla. Yeah, the boys. Your boy Carla. I did like that scene where Carla comes in a bit, a bit after everyone, yeah. uh, and she's just one of them, which was great. She's one of the lads. She's the lad. She. <laughs> she's the leader. Yeah, and do you know where she took them? A strip club. Not just a strip club, a whole district of strip clubs. <laughs> she took them to the combat zone, hmm. which let me tell you, searching the combat zone Boston in your Google search history is 
<laughs> it was an adult entertainment district, which was at its peak in the late 1970s. Most of the businesses have closed since then, but it is now part of Chinatown. But yes, yeah, so Sam has spent the time bonding with his friends yeah. and having a, a good time on the town and believes that he's in his element best when he's under pressure and he'll be able to wing it when him and Diane do meet to say their thoughts. I know a few students who have said that. <laughs> When's the exam? Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'll know it all by then. <laughs> what I did like about this was uh, they come back and they're about to play a poker game. And, cl- and coach says, I can't remember the last time we did an all-night poker game. <laughs> and you probably did this too. <laughs> I went, I remember that, coach. The last episode with Harry, wasn't it? But that wasn't a poker game, that was a hustle. What game were they playing? Poker. There you go. <laughs> but just as they're about to start... Diane comes in. Yeah, because it's, it's just hit, like, the next day. Yeah. She's like, hi, everyone. And Sam's like, okay. Under pressure. <laughs> Sam goes into the office saying he needs to just finalise what he's going to say. Diane comes into the office to join him. He has no idea. Oh, he has no idea. So he goes, you go first. And she says something which sounds good. It's more than like. Beyond fondness. Verging on deep affection. There's a vital physical component bordering on the passionate. However, it has not reached the level at which we will abandon our reservations about a complete commitment. Uh, And Sam says, Ditto. Do you get ghost vibes? I don't mean chills, I mean <laughs> spooky. Uh, Halloween um, happened, James. Um, in the movie Ghost, I'm going to say spoilers, but come on. It's called Ghost. If you don't know this happens in the movie, then he dies. <gasps> <laughs> he dies in the movie, and the way that Whoopi Goldberg manages to convince Demi Moore's character that Patrick Swayze is sending messages and appearing as a spirit from mm. beyond the grave is that whenever Demi Moore told Patrick Swayze... I love you. Your boy, Petty Swayze, always responded with ditto. Well, that, that may have worked for Demi Moore. <laughs> it doesn't work for Diane. After Sam, says, uh, after Sam says ditto, Diane kind of confesses that she had no idea what she was saying and it was from a book and she doesn't understand why they're together. And I think the kind of ending is Sam saying that he loves her while trying to. Yeah, he can't, can't say the, the love word. Um, but Diane realises that the reason why he can't say it is because it actually means something. Against the power of words. But it actually means something, which she is delighted by. And she finds comfort in that, and finds what she needed through the episode, which was the understanding that she does actually mean something to Sam. Which is a great ending line from Carla. Yes. <laughs> Diane goes, Sam can't say he loves me. Carla goes, who can? <laughs> That's a great way to end it. Yeah. And that, that is the end of the episode. And it's very neatly sort of ripped from beginning to end, really with one line of I love you taken lightly at the beginning and then carrying real weight at the end. Oh, look, it's a cliff straight from the combat zone. Maybe not straight from. It's cliff with letters. With letters, that's (laughs) the main important thing. We've got some trivia questions for each other. I've got a question here. So the tickets that Sam is given by Diane, which yeah. were the holiest of moolies. There's some great lingo in this in this episode. Is Who was playing in the prize fight uh, that the tickets were for? I don't know, James. 
for your boxing fans out there. Tuborg. Marvellous Marvin Hagler. Hagler was a boxer. Hmm. Tell you what, over the past few episodes, I've been given some sports trivia and I'm feeling a bit proud of myself. <laughs> Hagler was a boxer from 73 to 87, who is the undisputed middleweight champion from 80 to 87, and to this day still holds the highest knockout percentage of all undisputed middleweight champions. Holy moly. Yeah, he legally added marvellous to his name in 1982. <laughs> Out of annoyance that announcers weren't referring to him by the nickname. They miss Marvelous, so whenever they introduced him, from then on, they legally had to say Marvelous Marvin Hagler. So Marvin became his middle name. That's, that's commitment, isn't it? That's a bit extra, but I love it. <laughs> My question for you. It's also related to that moment yeah. when Sam receives the tickets. But when Diane says, I've got your tickets, what does Sam assume the tickets are for? Opera, theatre... It is one of Diane's interests. He says, an exhibit of Norwegian woodcut prints again, assuming that they've already been to one. In order to decide who gets the tickets, Coach devised an ingenious plan. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll guess a number. Whoever gets the closest wins. What number was Coach thinking of? I've got the same similar question for you. Yeah. Uh, the number was six. Yeah. Do you know the numbers that the other people guessed? Someone guessed seven. Yep. Norm guessed seven. Carla guessed Nine. And then Coach gets three. Yeah. <laughs> because it's his lucky number. Well, you know, if, if Coach had said six, yeah. that'd be uh, unfaithful. Yeah. He's cheating his own game. I like the fact that, you know... He's got honesty, integrity. Honourable. Mm. So, that's the final call. Last call. What's the drink going to be? Wine. Wine, yeah. Let's get wine drunk. Wine, wine drunk. <laughs> Listen to Bob Dylan. <laughs> Singing Bob Dylan to ourselves. We're, we're remembering episodes... Of past. What else can we say? We've reevaluated. We've learned. The characters have come closer together. It was nice to see Harry back again as well. Yeah. We've learned when you open a wallet, open it slowly and far, far, far away from your face. Pour water on a wallet first. So yeah. you know if it is to set on fire. Actually, do you know I did like from from that scene when it caught fire. Uh, all of them panic, and uh, Cliff reaches for a beer to throw in it, and Norm goes, "No!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good bit. <laughs> It was not the beer. So I guess that's that's what we'll take away. There's a wallet burning on the floor, but we've got a beer in hand, and we're uh, we're doing a toast to Sam and Diane, who have now professed their love for each other. Here's to their next episode. Thank you for listening. This has been where nobody knows your name. <laughs>